Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate, and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. Hello and welcome. I'm your podcast host, Amanda Farmer, and it's my job here each week to help you demystify the legal complexities of apartment living. My guest this week is Elizabeth Husler. Elizabeth is the director of Husler Public Relations, working with clients in the property arena from financiers to developers, builders, architects, and real estate agents with a special focus on crisis management. After her initial training in journalism, Elizabeth transferred to Europe to further her career in London and later Madrid. Her clients have appeared in every media publication and outlet, from emerging online sites to sophisticated financial and foreign press, as well as lifestyle glossies and late-breaking TV news. Elizabeth helps her clients engage with today's diversified audiences and digital platforms, from television to the Twitterverse. She says, for every client you see in the media, there is another clamoring to hide from the spotlight. Elizabeth relishes the diversity of charting the turbulent waters of issues management. And never have we seen more issues needing management than when we look at our strata sector. This is a key episode for strata managers in particular to be tuning into but we do cover off why buildings and committees need to be aware of and concerned about reputation management, as Elizabeth calls it. In this chat, we wonder why sorry seems to be hard to say for some professionals and how we can get better at saying sorry. We talk about the image problem that strata management seems to have and how we can work to change this and why it is that those who are skilled in the art of reputation management will begin to stand out in our modern world of strata management. I'll take you over now to my chat with Elizabeth Husler. Elizabeth Husler, welcome to the show. Thanks, Amanda. I have been looking forward to chatting with you, Elizabeth, because this is a very important topic that our strata managers in particular, I think, need to be across. Reputation management, what is it and why should our strata managers care about reputation management? It's a fascinating speciality. It comes under PR and communications. It's quite broad and all-encompassing. Reputation is shorthand. It's what you stand for. It's what you demonstrate every day. That can start with managing your own personal brand to issues and all the way through to crisis management. Crisis management, of course, gets all the attention because it's the most critical news value. Smart companies prepare for issues and they prepare for crises. They have spokespeople appointed and trained. They've got crisis management plans in place. They've got statements and points of contacts in place. It's like a drill, like any emergency worker in any emergency situation. My motto is you win it or kill it in the first hour, which means we have a hair trigger. Issues and crises don't really occur between nine and five, but you can resolve an issue if you're on it straight away rather than letting it escalate. 
It sounds to me like reputation management is perhaps a far bigger idea, bigger concept than we might have thought as people on the outside of this process. I know uh, strata managers often think about branding and brands, and you've said there that branding is perhaps just one part, and from what I'm hearing, maybe a small part of reputation management. I really want to dig into this other very important component I'm hearing, which is crisis management, because so often our strata managers correctly or otherwise feel that they're in the middle of a crisis. Well, I think it's it's the nature of the job because you're dealing with issues every day and you're dealing with communications every day. So everything that I'm talking about for a crisis, it's the same disciplines in your day-to-day communications. That's what your personal brand is based on. That's what your company reputation is based on. Mm. And you have said there, Elizabeth, you teach your clients or you have a motto, kill it or win it in the first hour. Yep. Can you unpack that a little bit more if we're talking about a particular crisis, I imagine, where we're concerned about this first hour, you know, a very famous one in the context of strata management is our Opal Tower in Sydney being evacuated on Christmas Eve. That was really a situation where I know that strata manager, uh, Daniel Holt, who has been a guest on the podcast talking about those hours after that happened, bearing that kind of a, a situation in mind, what do you mean by kill it or win it? The first hour is the golden hour. That's why you need either to prepare yourself, prepare your company, or have someone like me on speed dial. So say there's an event at a building, the one who gets the messages out is the one that controls the messages. Everybody wants someone to talk to. So if you pop up and say, I'm the person to talk to, everyone will come to you. So you've already, you know who the stakeholders are, you know who the players are, you're controlling the message. You don't have to resolve the issue in the hour. Nobody expects that, but you have to declare yourself as the contact point in the first hour. In that first hour, you know who your media are, you know who the contacts are, you know who everyone is. You can say something very simple, just use one of those examples. We realise there is an issue, we're looking into it, we will have some news back to you at midday. You've controlled the issue, you've controlled it. Then you go back at midday and you say, here's what we've discovered so far, we expect a building report at the end of the day. Crises, it's not just crises, that goes down to your day-to-day communications as strata managers. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with, I'm dealing with a very new strata manager who I was very excited about and I, I emailed yesterday morning and I got an email back today that said, your communication has been noted. He killed me in the first hour. What he could have said was, how great to hear from you. I'm looking forward to working with you. I'll be back to you on Friday. So mm. it's the same disciplines as a, I didn't have an issue. I just wanted to know something. He didn't have to solve my problem there and then, but he had yes. to let me know he was on top of it. He was in control. So a big issue is the same as your day-to-day communication. That all comes under reputation. His reputation went from hero to zero. That was his first contact with me. 
I really love that. And I love that you have shared that so simply. We don't have to solve the problem. We experience this as lawyers as well. We have clients mm. emailing us wanting things and we, we feel the pressure to solve that problem immediately. So perhaps we don't reply because we feel like we can't solve the problem or you get the generic reply. Something I've certainly learned to do over my years of practice is to reply and say, I've got it. I haven't yet read it because unfortunately I'm involved in another case this afternoon, but I will read it and I will get back to you tomorrow at midday. And that's all clients need to hear. They hear that and say, great, I've got some certainty. I know it's not lost in Amanda's inbox. She has seen it and she will be getting back to me. And that immediately relieves me, but more importantly, relieves the client. So I'd love to see our strata managers doing more of that too. You can take that one step further to really enhance your reputation. And that's managing up so there's one strata manager I ring from time to time and she always sounds so pleased to hear from me I'm sure she's not but she always mm. says how great to hear from you thanks for your call and I might suggest something that's not that brilliant she'll say I can see where you're coming from may I suggest a different way of looking at that she always reacts in the positive, no matter how harebrained my phone call is. And people, strata managers are in a tricky situation because people are not going to call a strata manager and thank them for their compliance with section 182 and 183. You're only <laughs> going to call a strata manager when you have an issue. So every day of a strata manager's day, I would suggest every minute of a strata manager's day is dealing with an issue. Yes, Managing up, you called it. We call it managing up. That means you manage your client before they manage you. So my experience this morning with the new Strata manager, he said, I'll get back to you next Monday. I would have been happy. I didn't. It wasn't an urgent thing. It was just a query. I'll get back to you next Monday. So great to have heard from you. Would have put me in a very different mm. position. And it doesn't take that much more effort, does it? I know our strata managers are under the pump. There are not enough hours in the day. There are potentially thousands of emails in an inbox at any one time. But I think that extra five seconds is going to do a lot of good and um, take that relationship and that reputation management a long way. It takes a lot of effort, Amanda. It's not a natural skill. It's a learn and train skill. And this is also for strata managers who are traditionally, nobody has that skill naturally. And even when you start to do it, it feels unnatural until it becomes ingrained. So it's a training. It's a skill. Nobody does it naturally. Mm. Well, let's start working on it, strata managers. Now, I know, Elizabeth, you work with a lot of people in the property area, developers, builders, architects, and I know you have a workshop where you teach another motto of yours, perhaps, that sorry isn't that hard to say. Now, why don't businesses say sorry more often if it's not that hard? I know. I've got a whole workshop on how to say sorry. You wouldn't think it was that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Practice saying sorry. If you stuff up, it's a very powerful word to say. Sometimes people are scared and they think it's an admission of liability. Mm. But liability is decided by the courts. Remember, we're aiming to resolve the issue before it turns into a crisis, before it turns into going to court. 
So when you say sorry, don't say it through clenched teeth or give a Clayton's apology. There's a little bit more to it than that. As I said, we aim to manage the issue and turn it around. The media expression is villains and heroes. So if you've made a mistake, you're the villain. We want to turn you into a hero. And this is the same thing with the word sorry. So you don't want to just apologise. You want to turn it around and become the hero, which you can be. So provide the detail of why there was the stuff up. Explain why the event occurred. There was a breakdown in the system. You were preoccupied at the time. Something went wrong. Explain what happened in detail and what you're going to do to ensure it doesn't happen again and how you're going to put it right. The onus is on you to give that explanation. Then fix it. Then say what you're going to do to fix it to ensure that doesn't happen. I'm double-checking the quotes from now on. I'm doing the due diligence on the insurance policy. Then you tell people what you've done. I've got the new insurance policy. I've done all the new due diligence. I've appointed the new strata manager. I've rung all the referees. I even rang people that weren't the referees. I went to the buildings. Tell people what you're doing. I had an incident with a client just very recently who had a lot of negative Google reviews and we did the above process on their client who had all the negative Google reviews. Unbidden, she took her, her bad Google review down and put a good Google review up and said how well they how well they managed the issue. So there's a lot you can do. You can don't put your client in the position of asking what you can do for them because that might make it worse because they don't have a frame of reference. Offer what you can do to fix it. Can I come and talk to you about it? Can I send you the insurance policy? Can I show you the due diligence I've done? Offer what you can supply. Send a bottle of wine. Send a gift certificate. The great thing about that is in our culture in Australia, we're very forgiving. We love a trier and we love people that say, I've stuffed up, I've made a terrible mistake, this is how I'm going to fix it. You can turn that around very easily. Yes. I do see and I accept that I am in a position where I'm assisting clients to resolve disputes and conflicts so I have a particular perspective. But I do see too often, I think, situations where a building, a committee is unhappy with the service that's being provided by their strata manager, they have expressed that to the strata manager, often in writing and maybe sometimes with my help. And the response that comes back from the strata manager doesn't contain an apology, contains instead some excuses, some disagreement, and sometimes even refusing to acknowledge or accept or reply to the concerns that have been raised. And when you said earlier, you know, you kill it or win it, and saying nothing shouldn't be an option. I do see many strata managers falling into that trap. And I can tell you from my perspective, it ain't a good look. It's purely lack of training, nothing else. They don't know what to do, so they do nothing. It's the most common strategy. And again, I, we're using small examples, but this is no different in a major crisis. The most common strategy is denial. And often I'll, I'll say to new clients who've rung me when there's an emergency, we have to do this. Let me think about it. Let me work on it tomorrow. Let me talk to my lawyer. Let me do it. We don't have time for any of that. Everybody wants it to go away. And it's at high level business. They'll put their head in their sand and say, I just don't want to deal with it. 
So it's no different from one level of business to the other. It's just lack of training. I learned to say sorry. And I remember my boss at the time, who was this old tyrant, who was the editor of the West Australian, used to say to me, apologise until it hurts. And then when it starts hurting, start apologising again. (laughs) But once they get that training, they see how great it is and how well it works for them. Because your client that's writing to a strata manager, they're already halfway there. They're already saying, just apologise to me and let's move forward. No one wants, believe me, nobody wants to change strata managers. Everybody would rather work with their strata manager to make it a happy situation. So if someone's writing to you in crisis management, we love the people that complain because we think, aha, uh-huh, we can isolate them, fix them turn them into ambassadors. What we don't like is the complaints that we don't hear about because they're working Mm. against us behind the scenes. They're the dangerous ones. So if you get a complaint, embrace that complaint. Yes, very good advice. Now, Elizabeth, I know that you are a strata owner, a committee member, a resident. So you're in a pretty unique position when it comes to your expertise in the art of reputation management. And I have this question on my list to ask you for that very reason. What do you think about the image of strata managers? Do you think that they have an image problem? We have heard that in our sector for a little while, you know, they're Strata managers are on par with uh, real estate agents, used car salespeople, maybe lawyers, (laughs) not the kind of people that have a high trust factor. What do you think in your experience as an owner and also with your expertise as a reputation manager? Yes, it's what you say is true, but it's also understandable because what we've just been speaking about, strata managers lack communication training. They also are dealing with issues every day. So that's a very, very volatile combination. And all day long, it's, as I said, nobody rings up a strata manager to congratulate them for complying with the Section 182. You only ring a strata manager when there's a problem. So they answer that phone, it's a problem. And what you said about the changing strata managers, all of those things impact your reputation. Mm. So getting communication training, is that the answer here? Is that how we solve this image problem, recognising that image is important and that reputation management is important and that it is a learned skill? Is that what our strata managers should be doing? Well, reputation is important because we have a reputation, so we have to manage the reputation. But this is quite a new skill in the business-to-business environment. I work with builders, architects, property developers, who 10 years ago wouldn't have known such a skill existed, they all bungled their way through it as well. So the difference is now it's a known skill and a learned skill. And those strata management companies that care about their reputation, they will adopt that skill and they will shine. There will be ones that don't care about their reputation and they will just sink to the bottom. And that will just evolve over time as other Clients expect communication skills now. Clients are more savvy. They deal with brand. They expect a brand when they deal with a brand. Mm. Yes, I agree. In our increasingly competitive space, this is the kind of thing that is going to set strata management companies apart. What about buildings, Elizabeth? Is reputation a thing for our 
strata building? Should owners and committee members be thinking about the reputation of a building and working on that as well? I think all building owners know that buildings have a reputation from one end, from the crisis end of the building's reputation down to the harmony of a building. And now every strata search, people look for how harmonious is this building, how inclusive is this building. Every building has that. And again, it's the smart owners' corporations that invest in developing a building's reputation. It's why you see on one side of the road a building with rubbish in the garden, junk and parcels piled up in the hallway, a grumpy concierge. And then on the other side of the road, you'll see a pristine building, a neat smiley concierge. That side of the building's value is going to increase. It's like strata managers. The smart buildings get it and work really hard on it. You know, they've got websites, they're easy to deal with, they've got points of contact. I love the websites where they have all the, the trades people that they recommend and they've got pride in their building. And then you look at other websites and you think, oh, I'd steer clear of here. It's the same as doing strata searches. How easy do they make it for you to do that strata search? Hmm. I like the way that you have pointed out there, Elizabeth, both the internal, I'll call it, and the external of a building. You've talked about the books and records and what do we see on the correspondence about how harmonious a building is. And then also, what does the building look like? What does the foyer look like? How are the gardens kept? Uh, I think sometimes a building may focus only on the external and not realize these days how important the internal management is, the quality of the books and records, the content of the books and records, especially as our owners become more savvy and uh, potential purchasers are looking at these records and making a buying decision based on them. It's no longer good enough, nor should it be good enough to have a nice looking building. We're interested in what the internal management is like. Certainly. A building that's got disruption, disharmony, bias, poor compliance, unlicensed tradespeople, that's going to, not going to have the same value. And there was a story in, in the Herald, there was a, a woman bought into a property in Kellyville and she looked at all the compliance certificates and they were signed off by someone called Mother. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's quite a sad story because the, what she bought into is not what she assumed and what she hoped it would be. But she was a young woman and she did all her compliance and checked all the certificates of the building. And you know, the, the certificates and who they were signed off by and checked who they were signed off by. And, of course, they were not the correct licensed people that they should have been signed off by. I think old school mm. thinks they can get away with things because in the old days you could get away with things. But it's a new world now. People do compliance and do due diligence and there are younger people involved in strata committees bright professional people in strata committees. It's used to be a sort of, you know, a couple of retired people who didn't have anything to do, did their best. But that's all changed. Property is a big investment now and you've got very savvy people on committees that understand brand, they understand compliance, they understand design and architecture. Mm, and those are the committees and the buildings that are thriving. 
Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for sharing your insights with us today. Please do let us know if there's anything you want to add before we wrap up and where can our listeners go to connect with and find out more about you? You can very easily find me on my website or Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, or you can pick up the phone and call me 24-7. And we will make sure we have links to all of those avenues to contact you, Elizabeth, in the show notes to this episode. Thank you very much for sharing your expertise here with us today. Lots of juicy ideas there for our strata managers to get stuck into and start improving their reputations. I'm looking forward to seeing the results, guys. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. It's a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today? today?